You are listening to episode 64 of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. Hashtag sponsor us. I'm Carlos. That's Dave. Even better. Just go with that. We don't need a spiel. Look, the spiel, the spiel, we get I gave up on the spiel some time ago. What I may do is I may like I said, I may just get a fancy announcer to do the spiel. But the I, thing I is, honestly feel that's the best thing we could possibly do. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't think anyone's gonna notice, number one. But number two, honestly, number two, um, slowly this podcast morphs closer and closer to like was this even related to sports? It's like I just listened to an hour. Did they even reference sports? Hey, the title, the t- the title is chosen on purpose, Correct. right? Unnecessary nonsense. We promise you this: if you tune in and you listen or watch, you will get unnecessary nonsense. Indeed. The- you know, there's no false advertising here. No clickbait right? on this one. No clickbait today. It doesn't say today. rambling about sports. It says rambling about sports topics, which you know is a very broad definition potentially so um what do you think about the tiddlywinks championships exactly i think it's fantastic it's it's pretty great i think i got better ratings in soccer it was wonderful probably did yeah as, as it should as it should scoring was also higher but anyway let's uh let's have a little bit of let's have a little fun on this episode we've only got a handful of things we're going to talk about we are going to make some reference to the protest because it's only right it's a big story you got to at least reference it uh dave will explain why brian Orlacker is right because he, they're of the same agreement they're in line with each other um you, you, you know it's really unfair since i don't actually know what brian Orlacker said so could, you, <laughs> could you at least fill me in on that before you i will i will i will in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes i'll let you know what you agree with uh, <laughs> by the way if i were you if i were you i'd immediately proceed to be like <laughs> just shake the camera and pretend that there's static out there or a lightning storm or something All right. um but anyway so as far as this is concerned just to get this thing started we are going to be talking about that a little bit but outside of that there'll be a little bit here and there about sports the blue jays are actually playing decent which is funny although i've been watching a little bit here and there uh the good news for everyone is in in your your kind of your baseball update i'll give you this Juan soto still raking loving it loving it big time you know who's not raking mike trout <laughs> he's hitting home runs but he's hitting a little over 200 in fact he's not even hitting his weight in the last 15 game 15 di- games so there you go suck it trout <sighs> but he's still the best player in the history of ever because of war despite what your war calculator thing you found online may or may not say yeah exactly i i think the next person that reference war i'm going to demand that on the spot they napkin math the war for me i'm gonna be like okay great calculate it tell me what the war is what's this war right now get on with it i actually know what his war is from this past season because i looked it up earlier and it's like there's nothing to be that impressed about so i guess eh. it varies season by season so what are you gonna do anyway so dave how was this week all right so i've got i've got a two stories for you I was the, first sports, one, so let's do it. the first one is the end of one of my long national nightmares Ooh. all right and while you're talking everybody for those of you who's checking out the video i'm going to be opening a 2019 donruss football blaster trying to pull myself either another danny dimes rookie a drew lock rookie or heaven forbid kyler murray please continue so one of the as you know as we talked about this podcast we moved in april mm-hmm. as part of that process of moving i had to cancel my internet service with virgin Mm-hmm. I was happy with it. It was fine. I had no issues. The speed was generally pretty reliable. It was better than Bell that I had before. Yada yada yada. However, mm-hmm. Virgin does not service the area that I moved to, so mm-hmm. I have to return the modem. So right. I make the call, and they're like, "Well, can you give the modem to anybody?" I was like, "I I don't really know anyone who wants a Virgin mobile modem, so no. Can I just send it back to you?" And they're like, "Yep, we're gonna send you a label." Okay, okay fine. That's happened before. That happened with Bell. 
And believe it or not, that process was really quick. Even though the letter was somewhat threatening, it's like, here's your label, I'll send it back or we're going to charge you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, you know, month goes by, maybe more like, you know, nothing, nothing. So eventually a couple weeks ago, I got a call from Virgin and they're like, I was like, I didn't want to deal with it. So they're like, oh, can you just tell? I was like, he's uh, Dave's not here. They're like, oh, can you tell him to call? And I was like, yeah, sure. I'll tell him to call Virgin Mobile. So a couple, I finally got around to it. I had some time and I called Virgin. I was like, hey, they told me to call. And they're like, what's your account, your number? And I was like, this, they're like, that's associated with somebody else now. I was like, well, here's my account number. And they're like, okay, that works. So yeah, I think it was about the modem. You need to send the modem back. And I'm like, well, I can't because you haven't sent me the shipping label. And the guy's like, you can just go online and print it off. And like, he's like, do you want me to walk you through the steps? I was like, yes, please. So he walks you through the steps and I got the label. I print it off. And I was like, just for the record, I said, I know this isn't your issue, right? But when I called, I like the first time or the second time, I think this was like the third or fourth time I'd called about, you know, where's my label? Sure. Maybe somebody could have told me that I could have printed this off and you would have had it back in April. I would have sent this back to you months ago. Uh-huh. Right? Because, you know, I'm not paying for it. it it's Canada. They've paid through Canada Post. I just print it and I stick it to a box and I send it back to them. Right? Yeah, right. I send it back the next day. Mm-hmm. Once I printed off the label, but it's like, guys, like if you want this stuff back, you know, why don't you just tell people to print it off or say, well, I, th- hey, I think Dave, you- I think at the beginning of your story, you basically said that they didn't want it back. They were just like, could you give it to somebody? <laughs> that what? was their first suggestion. Well, like, first like, they, they like, don't actually you know want somebody, it back. You know, somebody who wants virgin internet that you can give it to like, fair yeah, but, enough. But then they tell me you want it back. So, okay. Just tell me yeah. you can print off the label. I mean, yeah, I'm not right. angry, but it's a, yeah, hey, you know, as a business practice, if you, you know, uh-huh. just tell me that it's available online and then, or email it to me, you could have done that too. Uh-huh. Right. Sure. Now, what will probably happen is this week in the mail, a shipping label will show up demanding that I return the modem or else. But anyway, so here's my second story, which I found, uh, I don't know. I, it's one of those, like the medium is a message and the medium is kind of the importance of, of a different medium. So one uh, of my the things medium is the message reference. My goodness. Why? Well, hey, I got to get the history. I just wanted to say that line, mm-hmm. um, but, but get this. So one of my things that I've been trying to do, I used to do this fairly often is I'd pick like an actor and I try and watch all their movies. Okay. Uh, good, bad, or otherwise. So right now I'm, I'm doing that with Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I've seen <laughs> most. Okay. I've seen, I've seen most of them, uh, but there's a few that I haven't seen mostly recent ones. Uh-huh. Uh, which I'm, I'm trying to catch up on and, and whatnot. Uh, and so in the process of that, I discovered on Amazon Prime, so like the video service, there's a movie called uh, Dwayne Johnson, sorry, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Pain and Gain. Okay. Yeah, that's with Mark Wahlberg. No pain, it? no, 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 it's not that movie. It's like a doc, it's a documentary. Oh, documentary. Okay. Fine. Okay. Which is very similar to the one with Mark. The title. Yeah, is I was going to say that sounded like Mark that movie. Wahlberg. Okay. Okay. Anyway, so I start watching this this thing because I'm like, okay, this is good. And it's got some clips of him speaking. Okay. Literally, this is like, I'm like, guys that put this movie together, you should have done this as a podcast. Because really what it is, is still images yeah. and two British guys talking about his wrestling career so far. I'm, and I'm about halfway through. Nice. Right? How long, how long is the movie? First, sorry? How long is the movie? It's like an hour. I, I love that you're halfway through a one hour thing. Well, By the way, here's your boy. Nice. 
Donruss Dominators, Drew Brees. Look how shiny it is. Ooh. Like it. It's actually a neat looking card. It's, it's a nice <laughs> card. There you go. There's your belated birthday present. Enjoy. Exactly. So, uh, yeah. Right? So I'm watching it. and But, you know, the thing is, well, the reason it's not done is because, you know, I have a kid. And when the kid wakes up, you, you kind of have to entertain them. Dave, now would be a good time for us to have the talk. I'd like to introduce you to a wonderful concept. It's called child abandonment. It's legal now. Apparently. Is it though? Is yeah, it? It's, it's quite, it's like quasi legal. It's a great in Canada or just because something's like, if it's legal in, you know, some random Island in the middle of the Pacific, that doesn't mean it's legal here, Carlos. I, I just want to put that Dave, out there. Dave, in fairness, in fairness, Canada isn't even really a thing. It's, it's not so much a country. It's kind of like a territory. It's, it's like a dominion. Sometimes, sometimes it's a country. Sometimes it's a U.S. protectorate. Sometimes it's a figment of our imagination. Who can say? <laughs> Canada is what it wants it wants itself to be, Carlos. Well, in that case, like what, what laws are gonna hold you down now? Yeah. Like so, like I said, child abandonment day. Get on it. Oh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> but it's it's like, you know, they're talking all about his wrestling career, which is great, you know, they're and they go into a fair bit of detail with it, uh -huh. but there's not a single clip of him wrestling in the movie. There's like pictures of you know, still pictures of Stone Cold Steve Austin or Triple H. Or, you know, here's The Rock standing on the ropes with his, like, arm up, you know, with the title belt. But you know what that means? That means it's totally unlicensed. They have no rights whatsoever to any of the wrestling footage. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking to myself, if you wanted to do this, yeah. like, fair enough. But this this should be something I'm watching on YouTube, not right. something that's on streaming on Amazon Prime. By the way, uh, one, one quick point of order, just on what we were talking about a second ago. I'd like to know, I'd like to note for anybody watching this podcast that it, it's a testament to how long we've been friends and how long and how much Dave knows me that I start off on a whole tangent about child abandonment and he just continues on like nothing happened. <laughs> he also didn't deny that he was thinking about it. Just want to put that out there. Just, just, just mentioning. So, I love my kid and that's all. I'm of saying. course you do. Of course you do. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. So yeah. Anyway, so that those are my stories for this week. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. But you know, what the, you know what the saddest part of everything is? I'm going to watch the rest of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Even though so, I might just listen to the rest of it because really nothing is lost by not watch. Eventually, I was, you know, I started going like, ah, screw it. I just kind of put it down on the thing and still listen to it. But, you know, yeah, anyway, that's fair. So a couple of uh, quick update on how the blaster's going. I have, uh, I did pull the Drewberry's Dominator. So Dave's going to get that. That's all good. Uh, a rookie Phenom's jersey of DJ Metcalf. So that's kind of cool. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's that's a jersey card. Uh, yeah, it's a jersey card. Yep. Nice. That's a solid one. Yeah, that's all right. And uh, Aaron Rodgers base card. And I've got a canvas card of uh, Noah Fant. It's kind of cool. That's What's a, a canvas card? Is that it's like a basically painting? like it's. It feels like it's got like a texture, almost like a okay. fabric. Think like what a canvas would be. It's got like okay. a texture. That's yeah, so it's, is, that it's a newer, a, is it a newer thing or the last couple of years they've had it? It's like it's a parallel of the base card. It's okay. it's the same design as the base card, but like in a texture. So it's a little rarer than the base card. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So Noah Fan is a rated rookie in this. So I guess if the rookie is worth a dollar, this is worth like two. But anyway, it's it's neat looking. It's decent. Not too bad. Yeah, other than that, nothing too exciting. I've only got a, another pack here, but uh, now I've got the red card here. So I'm actually just gonna finish this off. There you go, Travis Kelsey in in red. Nice. So, well, he's a great player. It's just one of those things that non quarterbacks really don't get the love. So that's the red press proof. Darnell Savage rookie for the Packers. Ooh. And then last pack. So I'm going to finish this off just before I talk about. And while I'm doing this, I'll just talk about my week for the most part was pretty straightforward. Work was work. Although I'm having some fun with the agency I work with that shall not be named. But um, 
yeah, they decided to move on to a new system to do the timesheets, mm -hmm. which is dumb mid-flight, but apparently it's for year-end, whatever, fine. Great. So they send, me an email, they send me an email about that. I get around to going in and looking at it, and they say, okay, so we'll send you an email to get your login information forever. Oh, hold on. It's the GOAT. Give me a second. Jameis! Yes. Indeed. Don't worry. You're getting that one, too. Oh, God. <laughs> Live some Jameis, live the dream. Uh, but you um, know he is on the Saints now, so future goat man, future goat. You know Only when they finally beat Tom Brady. Listen, when they finally bench the uh, your, you know your garbage quarterback and replace him with a proper quarterback like Jameis Winston, then we'll talk. It'll be all good. But um, <laughs> the thing is that they decide to do the system. They say fine. They say they email me and they say, oh, we're going to send you a thing to uh, create a login. Fine, that's normal. Whatever. But um. Days go by and I don't get an email. So I email the person that's supposed to be in charge of it. And I go, all right, what's the deal? Where's my email? And they're like, oh, um, I've resent it. I'm like, cool. I wait another day. Nope, still don't have it. Oh, it's like, did you check your spam mail? It's like, yes, I checked my spam mail in my trash. And it's like, oh, but do we have the right email? You're emailing me on my email. Yes, you have the email. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to respond <laughs> to this email. Anyway. So they so finally the last on Friday or Thursday they were like okay so I went to them and asked them and then here's the site and here's your login and blah 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 and I go great so I go to the site to because sometimes they've got a password retrieval button like sometimes you can just yeah. force it try to initiate it so I press it and then it says okay we can't retrieve your password you'll have to check in your email that you received and I'm like I haven't received the email <laughs> So apparently I'm in this loop where I'm supposed to get into this email that I don't have to be able to proceed. And I'm like, next week is going to be fun because Monday is the last day of the month. So I'm going to be like, all right, guys, how do you expect me to fill in your stupid timesheet? Because yeah, it's your yeah, time. I want to get paid. Well, the thing is that the company that I, the company that I am working for the actual, where I'm doing the work, their timesheet stuff works fine. So I'll be able to fill it out and get approval. So I'll have an approved signed timesheet. It's this other company that's going to be a problem. I guarantee it because it's like, <sighs> you do realize that your timesheet is irrelevant. If I can't get in there, you fill in the fucking timesheet. I don't care. This yeah. is for you guys, not for me. I've already got an approved timesheet from the person who actually is approving the hours. So I don't care what you guys do. Figure it yeah. out. Just, just so save me my money. Yeah, it's going to be a fun conversation. Well, they're the same ones that it took. Uh, they owed me money from November and I was only able to get it like two weeks ago. That's brutal. So, yeah, so it's uh, so we're gonna have some fun. <laughs> so that, so in addition to that, and putting out fires, that was my week, Dave. Fantastic, good stuff, right? Am I right? Oh, you are, you are. Yep, yep. At least I was able to have the joy of opening up some packs. I will say though, like finding retail now. Um, we talked about sports cards on the channel a couple of times, certainly because, of course, I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it, but um. Uh and the market is insane so it is not, insane right? absolutely look here's the thing man uh i would much rather do a podcast about sports cards than sports most of the time because cards are easy you enjoy them you watch them you check out different things about them they're enjoyable they're fun to collect all that good stuff uh sports most of the time is kind of lame like it's not that it's not that much fun you deal with it it is what it is it's kind of a necessary evil to get to the cards <laughs> unless you want to collect pokemon which apparently is also having a resurgence if you could have, if you had your foil Charizard, Dave. I know, I know. Like, look, man, I don't know how many directions we have to go. You could have had Broken Face Ronaldo, nothing. You could have had, uh, you know, Char foil Charizard, nothing. You could have had, um, what was the other one? Uh, oh, Mbappe. Mbappe, yeah. It would have been all about Mbappe. Or even the Canadian guy, Alfonso, whatever. Yes. 
Like, dude. Alfonso Davies. And even as soon as I give you the name, you're like, oh, he's probably the best Canadian player. It's like, why is Mr. Soccer not on this? You should be like, oh, I've got the Alfonso Davies one of one super factor. I wish. It's not quite four million. It's three and a half. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. It is what it is. Until In it isn't. Indeed. Indeed. But anyway, it's all good. So I do have a couple of things that have been going on the last little while. Um, the other thing is that on Friday, I was able to get a little bit of a live stream going on my main YouTube channel, which is uh, talking about, like I said, sports cards and stuff. And one of the points of conversation is that a lot of folks are, um, in addition to the general freaking out that people are doing with prices and stuff, it's been kind of fun to watch the dynamic of people trying to make heads or tails of the market. Because they're, because it, all the stuff we've shown or talked about in the last couple of podcasts other people are seeing that too, but even people who have been in the market for a long time are trying to make heads or tails of it. They just don't understand what they're seeing, and they're reacting in a variety of kind of fun and interesting ways. I've been enjoying how emo a lot of them are being. <laughs> it's absolutely glorious. I'm sitting there like, okay, you. I, I watched a, and because I I consume hobby content like like not like in nothing else, like hours and hours of it. Now, mind you, I play it all at double speed because I can hear people talk and understand what they're saying. I'm like, talk faster. Just let me put you on double speed. Let's go. Yeah. Um, but as a result, I can listen to a ton of it, you know, in a relatively short period of time. But one of the, my favorite things is there was a podcast that somebody was doing, and it was a long podcast because they just did a live stream and they just went and went and went. And I caught maybe the last hour of it. But in the last hour, it was basically the one guy complaining who was a longtime collector, complaining about the prices, complaining about this, complaining about that. But every five, every like five minutes, he would be like, it's like, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. And I'm sitting there like, if you've seen it before, then you know how this ends. Why are you whining? Yeah. So it's like, if you literally know how this works, so then what is the problem? You should already know what to do. Like, if you're worried about making money, well, then make the money because you should know how to because it's a, we, we've already seen it before. You're contradicting yeah. yourself. On the one hand, you know what to do and you've seen it before. On the other hand, you're bitching and moaning about it. Well, Exactly. Just like I don't know, man. It's kind of a weird. It's kind of a weird discussion to be like. So then your complaining is going to amount to nothing because we've seen it before. So you already mm -hmm. know how it's going to turn out. So you're literally just wasting your time, and being emo, which makes me laugh. But other than that, you're accomplishing nothing. Isn't that the whole point to have fun with it, though, Carlos? By being emo with the whole thing. Well, I, I don't think he was having nearly as much fun as I was. <laughs> I think between the two of us, uh, I was getting the majority of the enjoyment from that exchange. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It is. But we'll see. Uh, it's going to be. It is going to be interesting because for me, it's watching the market itself is kind of a form of entertainment because I'm sitting back like, okay, because like this blaster that I opened up right now, if you went to Walmart or whatever, like you're not finding the shit at all. Yeah. Like the shelves are empty. Why? Because people are running there like marauders. Now in the U.S., it's really bad because in the U.S., there are people who are literally following around the distributors who stock these shelves. They're literally following them to basically stock them. To the moment they put something out so that they can like jump and pounce and like that's, buy every box of this. That's crazy. Like stuff like this. Like I, I you know, I mean to each their own, right? But that's something I don't have time for. But then I guess if you're you know, there's potentially something in there that's gonna sell for you know thousands of dollars, then maybe the thing this is that the, but the, but the, that's the, part of the problem has been, Dave. It doesn't matter whether there's something in there worth thousands of dollars. They'll buy the box for twenty dollars and sell it on eBay for fifty. So they'll Fair just enough. sell the box. So it doesn't Fair matter enough. like what's in it. So they, they let somebody else take the risk. They'll just buy 40 of them and then sell them each for 50. Yeah, well. So do the math, right? Yeah, if well, you, sure. They're still making money. 
Yeah, if you're doing it in volume like that, then yeah. Yeah, the, mon the money isn't selling the box. If you want to open the box, open the box. But realistically, if you want to just make the flip, the flip is to get rid of the thing. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So that's kind of been the issue. Now, one thing that I do take a little bit of umbrage with is that a lot of them are taking it, like I said, from the emo angle where they're like, well, what about the kids? And I'm like, you're a grown ass man making this argument. You wanted the box for yourself. You don't care about the kids. What are you talking about the kids? It's true. It's like, true. Like, get out of here. It's like, you're too old to be considered one of the kids. Don't lie to me. I just laugh. It's like, um, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news on this. Like, uh, I'll use a good example. In pre-pandemic times, the last time we went to the card expo, were there kids at the card show, Dave? Yes. Absolutely. Now, do you think there were a lot of kids, a moderate amount of kids, or a fairly small amount of kids? A fairly small amount of kids. Yeah. What would you say was the demographic that was predominantly at that card show, Dave? Uh, like middle-aged men. Sorry, middle-aged white men. You want me to be more specific? No, like no, but um, my 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 facial expression and my gesturing is literally my point. My and for you listening audio only, my silence was my point. <laughs> like I, I left a pregnant pause in there for everybody to just absorb, you know, what Dave said there. But the thing is, that's it. Like it's not um, the hobby isn't going to die in the next generation. But I will say that the current generation like by the time george is old enough like dave's dave barely knows anything about cards you know he skipped out on mbappe when it was like right in front of his face for like pennies on the dollar no alfonso no broken face ronaldo nothing when it was right there and he supposedly likes soccer i think he's posing but you know I, whatever it's all good Wh whatever makes him happy look if but, a broken face ronaldo card actually existed carlos you know i'd be all over that you say that now but what if it was five dollars and one cent You'd be like, ah, over five bucks? No, I get it. I can, get I, it. can I get it on credit? <laughs> can I take out a loan? Anyway, but uh, but no, I think by the time the George is of that age, like he may collect cards, but I just don't see the next generation being that interested in physical collectibles necessarily. Yeah, no. I, I, I just I, don't know. Well, I mean, I think, look at it as a, this example, okay? So one of the things that I try and do or, or ha and I don't know if this is ever going to be a thing again, because I hope so, because it's a lot of fun for me. But but granted, it's, you know, and this is something where there's kids and adults. So mm -hmm. it's a soccer thing. But I'm sure it would happen if it, it could happen at other things. But for smaller leagues, like in this case, the MLS, CFL, right? The the smaller league, the more accessible the players are, mm -hmm. right? You know, sure. you, you don't go to you know, say Yankee stadium before a game and you can kind of just wait outside and the players just walk in and you they'll sign whatever you want or whatever. But what mm -hmm. happens now is, so that happens at TFC, right? Or did, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, pre COVID and you know, you could have whatever the, what Ben and I would, my brother usually I would, and I would do would be, we had, they'd give like away a yearbook at, at a game that we usually mm -hmm. try to go to. And then we take the yearbook and try and get everybody to sign on their page. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's great. But my brother and I, and maybe a couple of other adults are the only people that are getting autographs, right? Yeah. All the kids or the non OG millennials like you and myself, Carlos. Well, OG millennials key. Yeah. Uh, you know what they want, right? Mm -hmm. Selfie. Mm -hmm. Right. They don't care about the autograph. They don't care about the collectible. They care about uh, a thing that they're going to potentially post on Instagram. Now, granted, mm -hmm. I have taken some selfies as well. 
I, I'm not gonna, I, you know, I'll admit to that. But my, I've seen, my, I've seen the secret Instagram. A couple is like fourteen thousand, Dave. Like, uh, <laughs> and some of them are great, frankly inappropriate. I'm surprised you haven't been banned. But you know what I mean. Like the thing is, that's that's what that generation wants, right? And mm -hmm. and the kids now they want the selfie, right? Yep. Now there's some people who will try and get a selfie or a picture of them, and then get them to you know like draw their signature with their finger on their phone, kind of thing. Uh, so like they, they, it's like they edit the photo with their signature, which is drawn on the phone kind of, I've seen that too. Uh, but, but the autograph, <laughs> it's true, Carlos. I've seen that by more than one person. I even dropped my glasses. This is how, <laughs> this is how frustrating that, that sentence was. But that, but that's what the, you know what I mean? They don't, I, nobody, it's just like, dude, you get this guy's signature. That's what you're here for, right? Like that's what I'm here for. Right. And occasionally maybe I'll say, Hey, can you take a photo with me? If I really like the player. Right. But on TFC, I think that's been maybe a total of three players. And one one of them was I was just being nice. <laughs> but but yeah, they don't want the autograph. They don't want the collect the collectible. They want a, a thing that they can post on Instagram or or or, or, or put on the phone. Because for most people, right, you're like, oh, that's cool. Now you take a picture of it. And if you don't mm -hmm. post it on social media, it just or maybe you do post on social media. And then that's where it lives or it lives on your phone. But you're not printing them off. You're not, you know, whatevering with them. That's kind of where it is now. Mm -hmm. That, but that's kind of the thing. Uh, but the, the 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 writing on the on the picture just, just like I I think that's the first like visual face pump I've done on this podcast. And you said something ridiculous things that deserve like face pump, but that was like no. <laughs> I, I hey can't. man, it, you know that is legit. What's going on now? Yeah, but it does, but it does kind of lead credence to my overarching theory about the digital future, because it's like when you grew up with, uh, you know, an iPad, when you grew up with whatever, and it's all digital, 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 digital. Do you really care about the analog? Well, exactly. Like, do you really like? Um, and there's a lot of areas where that's going to come into play. Like even, uh, you know, you talk about video games. Well, today we still have discs, but not for long. Don't worry. By this next generation, there's going to be the digital only versions of those consoles. You're going yeah. to have it's going to be strictly download. Now, part of that is practical. Some of these games are so big that and they need like day one patches. You're going to basically be downloading half the thing anyway. So the disc almost serves no purpose at that stage. That's true. And uh, the beauty of it is the game manufacturer can charge you the same price, but not even have to manufacture a disc. So they actually make more money while charging you the same price because you get no discounts whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But that means that they're also going to grow up in a generation where even in the games, it's digital. It's a box. You got your controller in your hand. It's wireless controller. So there's almost no connection between the two things. And you're basically streaming off of it or even streaming. So it could be downloaded and put it on the box in a hard drive, or it could be just streaming at some point. Yeah. And you just stream the game. So there's like almost no connection. So as soon as you turn off the console, there's no game. The game doesn't exist unless you connect to the internet. Yeah, that's no, true. So if that ends up being the future, it's like at that stage, it's like, what good is that? What good are these going to do to the kids? Yeah, it's true, man. So it's like, I, and I'm, I'm not really bothered by that. I don't care. Um, you know, I've always adopted this. I've got a very simple life philosophy and, uh, and I keep it really basic uh, because a lot of times people will be like, well, what do you, wor do you worry about like the future, you know, after we're gone or whatever? It's like, no, I don't worry about the future. It's like, why Carlos? It's like, well, because after I die, the meteor I can hit and kill everyone else. I don't care. I'll be dead. Yeah. Sucks for the rest of you, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Deal with it. But that's the thing. It's like, I'm not going to worry about that future because if I'm not going to be participating and I have no control over it, I also can't do anything about it. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what do you want me to worry about it for? I'll do what I do. I'll do what I can. But at the same time, after I'm done with that, I'm done. Mm-hmm. But that's why I say like that future. I can see what they're trying to get at. But at the same time, I just don't see the blasters being the gateway uh, drug to collecting cards like they once were because the appeal isn't really there. Most of the kids that do collect are, are predominantly looking at the value proposition of this. They're looking like, oh, did I pull like an expensive card? That's the question that gets asked. It's not like, oh, is it my favorite team or is it my favorite player or is it whatever? Or can I build a set? When I grew up, that was the predominant thought because, you know, there weren't even inserts when I first started collecting. For the most part, you were just pulling base cards and you were trying to put together a team set or a player set or uh, yeah, exactly. or the set itself. Once you introduce inserts, it was a little bit more. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it was still minimal. Now it's like, well, what are the hits? Well, if you measure it out, really, the only thing that would matter then is the DJ Metcalf, you know, maybe a couple of star players, you know, Jameis Winston, all-time GOAT. Uh, but that's about it. Like, once you run out of those guys, it's like, okay, what else did you pull? Ah, oh, I don't know. I threw it in the garbage. Because the rest of it doesn't really matter at that point. And like I said, that may be the last generation of actual collectors because that trend that we talked about earlier where there were less and less kids involved in the card show has been going on for a while. Yeah. And those kids that don't go there that aren't there when they become parents, they're not going to encourage cards on the kids. So that's another lost generation after that too. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, so it's one if of those. They're not that, into it as a kid. The likelihood you're going to get into it as an adult is highly unlikely. It's virtually zero. What, what nostalgia are you going to be drawing from? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, but that's that's what it's going to be because for a lot of those kids that we're talking about here, uh, the nostalgia is going to be. So I remember when I went to the TFC game and I got him to sign on my digital on my digital screen. That was the yeah. that was the memory. It's like, you know, a looping signature with your finger on a digital screen that doesn't exactly have the same resonance or tangibility. Totally true. So now that we've established the future is doomed. We're all good, Dave? Uh, something like that. Larry, tell me now. <laughs> Carlos, tell me, please. Okay. What has Brian Erlacher said that I allegedly agree with? No, you 100% agree with it. No, you no. Totally. I'm going with allegedly until you tell me what he actually said. Because <laughs> I have a feeling I don't actually agree with this. All right, all right. Tell you what. I will make sure to quote Dave's personal favorite, Brian Erlacher. Uh, is he a Hall of Famer, by the way? He is, right? <sighs> I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Let me see if I can quote this correctly here. I do want to. I do enjoy how uh, how, how he's been disallowed by uh, disavowed by the Bears and everything. So that's kind of cool. Uh, here, nope. I don't want to use that link. That's Hold pretty on. big. If you, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here we go. Let me just see. Bum Find find it here. Bum I love how everybody just. Oh, here we go. So he was talking about the. Um, yeah, Should we so get they were talking to the player protest first, or or what happened. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in two seconds. We'll get to that okay. in two seconds. All right. We'll we'll explain more about it in a second. But in regards to it, he was questioned a little bit about it, and his response, and he put this on his Instagram. So this is so this is a social media post. So he goes, "This Brett Favre played the Monday Night Football game the day his dad died, threw four touchdowns in the first half, and was a legend for playing in the face of adversity. NBA players boycott the playoffs because a dude reaching for a knife wanted on a felony sexual assault warrant was shot by police." That's all he said. 
No, that was his, that was his social media post. He was yeah. he was basically saying that he was basically saying that the protest was dumb because you know it was kind of irrelevant and uh, you know when there's adversity you keep playing. That's the underlying subtext. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, so on a scale of uh, like ten, meaning totally to like infinity, uh, how much do you agree with binary lackative? <laughs> you know what? I don't From disagree. To infinity, with, remember? I, I I don't disagree with everything he's saying. <laughs> I think the problem is. That the, there the isn't new- that much there. It's like two sentences. How I know, but got? the problem is it, it it loses all nuance because people, right? And I've heard this. This is this is my take, right? Because I've heard this from a variety of people that, you know, mm-hmm. how could why are they protesting because of 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 Jacob Blake specifically, mm-hmm. right? And and I said my thing is well, replace his name with anybody who is a. Now, granted, when the video first came out of this thing first came out. Uh, he was on, a, there was no story about him having a knife and now there's some, maybe he did have a knife. Maybe he wasn't reaching out. I don't know mm-hmm. all the details of that. And I don't want to get into that specifics about the case, mm-hmm. but it was, you know, another black man who got shot by police, mm-hmm. right? This, and in this case, he got shot in the back, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, it didn't have to be him. It could have been anybody, right? It could have been any other black man that's been shot by police. And I think the issue is that, Right. It's another, you know, black man being shot by the police. Right. Yeah, and I think I also, in addition to that, yes, that's the main the main issue. The main issue. Also, in addition to that, is that the underlying issue is obviously that it is a black guy getting shot by police, but also the fact that it's that and to the player's point, in almost every other instance, if it had been a white suspect in that sense, he would have been like clubbed in the back of a head and then cuffed and thrown in the car. Probably it yeah. would have been it, the it wouldn't have gone straight to lethal force. Even in the identical scenario, it could have been a machete. It could have been an AR-15 in the guy's hands. And somehow he would have been captured alive. They would have yeah. found some weird, bizarre way to do it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a, that's a huge thing to it, right? And, and the other thing that that bugs me about it is, you know, you I, I, you know, there, I'm not saying I'm not going to call it anybody specific here, mm-hmm. but there are there are people who will you know, condemn the riots, which should be condemned mm-hmm. and also condemn the protesters. Then uh, in this case, what I mean by the protesters are the NBA players, the MLS players, the MLB players who decided not to play as a form of protest. That's mm-hmm. literally like probably the most nonviolent, peaceful thing you can do. Right. Hey, I'm not going to play today. I'm going to, you know, that's all they did. They didn't, you know, for the large part, they didn't go out and, and say, hey, I'm not going to play. I'm going to go join in a protest here. They said, our protest is we're not going to play. Now, there's some nuance there and, and where they're taking it, but I'm not going to play. That's a really, mm-hmm. I don't know, peaceful thing to do, right? No, Dave, a peaceful thing to do would be to keep playing as if nothing happened and write a strongly worded letter to your congressman. Yeah, well. From the enough. bubble. A right, strongly exactly. worded letter, Dave. From the bubble. I like it. But but you know what I mean? Like It's, it's like these people, There's there's no nobody can win right like it almost feels like from a lot of people's perspective not everybody obviously right you know i think this is a lot of things of where people are talking about u.s politics is is the nuance is lost but right you're either in this camp or you're in this camp but the nuance is really important Mm -hmm. right you know what i mean so before we condemn people maybe at least listen to what they have to say but you know i'm not watching basketball anymore First of all, I highly doubt or suspect that you ever watch basketball in the first place. 
you know, for a lot of these people. And it's, well, if the NFL does this, da, 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 uh, did you stop watching when Colin Kaepernick and a whole bunch of people were kneeling because that already happened and guaranteed the NFL, a lot of NFL players are going to do something when the league mm-hmm. comes back. Yeah. Right. That's, that's pretty much a given. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's like, I don't know because people have issue because it's like they're paid a lot of money. Right. And therefore they should shut up because they're paid a lot of money. I mean, you don't have to agree with them. You don't have to listen to what they have to say, but I feel that they have every right to say it and every right to protest. And if that turns you off what they do, right. It's like, it's like an individual choice, right? It's the same thing. I think if you know that you're the owner of the sandwich shop by your house supports X and you don't, and you choose that as a reason not to buy sandwiches from them, even though they're damn good sandwiches, I mean, that's a personal choice, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to condemn somebody because they're not going to buy a sandwich. I mean, I think some of this stuff goes way too far, but... Dave, I love sandwiches. I would condemn someone that didn't buy a sandwich. How dare Fair they? Enough. You would, Carlos. You would. But but my Capital point is... punishment! It's, it's like, you know, people should be allowed to have opinions, right? And should be allowed to, to voice their opinions. I, the, I, the, I don't know, Dave. I feel like there should be like a test or something. Can we get like licenses for opinions? Because I don't think everyone should have opinions. I think you should maybe you get like a G1 for opinions. Prove, you know, have opinions on sandwiches, sandwich toppings. Okay. Like we'll start you off okay. with low level stuff. And if you can demonstrate the capability to have a valid opinion on sandwich toppings, we'll move you to ice cream flavors. Eventually, yeah. we'll get you to like, you know, politics or something else or religion. It's like, no, it's like, but I have it. It's like, no, do you have a G4 license for that? Yeah. Then put your opinion away, sir. Put it away. You know, uh, but I don't know. The people who get bent out, like, this is my problem. It's like you get more bent out of shape over an athlete doing something extremely peaceful, nonviolent, that really doesn't affect your day to day. You know what I mean? Like, the worst thing that happened for me, right? Mm-hmm. This is for me, and I'm only speaking for me. You know the worst thing that happened for me personally, and this is like my privilege coming through here? That you were not I personally have wait, associated to Brian Urlacher? No. <laughs> I have to wait yeah. from Thursday until Sunday to watch game one of the Raptors Celtics. Okay? Mm-hmm. So I have to wait an extra two days to watch a game, three days to watch a game. Yeah. Okay? That's, the, that's, that's how I'm inconvenienced by this. Mm-hmm. Right? And the grand scheme of things, this is, you know, here's Carlos with his sign. Who cares? Right. You know, why, why is that more upsetting to you than, you know, an, another, and then the, another is the key word here, black man being shot by the police. So in this case, I don't know. I don't know Jacob Blake. I don't know a ton of the story, right? Mm -hmm. I have not watched the video, but what I do know is that maybe he was a bad guy. I don't know if he was a bad guy or it sounds, he apparently had an outstanding warrant. Okay. Does that mean that he should have been shot in the back by police seven times and potentially paralyzed the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. I think probably um, not. I think I think I, I do enjoy I enjoy making light of a lot of this stuff because frankly it's fun. But I do I can throw something in here that I think is also key point to a lot of the players' frustration with it. I actually think they would never have protested, regardless of the circumstances of this, if they had confidence that the police officer would be held accountable if they did something they shouldn't have done. Well, yeah, because you know, because I mean, if we can one second, one second, one second. But the okay. point is, if they can break it down and they look at it and go like, I don't care if he was a good guy or not. You guys didn't act in the way that you would have in another situation. You didn't act in a way that you didn't use the required amount of force. You went above and beyond that. 
Because your job was to apprehend him then. Your, if your job was to arrest him, then you arrest him. And if you went above and beyond, then I have to hold you accountable for not doing what you were supposed to do. As the same way I would hold anybody else accountable who has a job where they're expected to perform at a certain level. Correct. Because then again, the consistency is this. If you're telling me that the same cops would have seen a white guy in the exact same situation and also shot him seven times in the back, well, then personally, I'm good with it. You know, whatever. But no, I, we'll, I, we'll yeah, but I, think, I think that point is well taken. Yeah, it, it, but you have to show me consistency. You have to be able to establish to me that if it's good in one direction, then it's good the same the same situation. The outcome had better be the same. I better see two dead bodies. If I don't see two dead bodies and if I see a difference, well, then we got a problem because it means you're not acting consistently. And that means then I have to go back to, okay, why are you shooting the black guy then? Which is really the, the overlying point. What he did or didn't do, I don't actually care. It doesn't actually matter because the... If if you're whole innocent to proven guilty, which people throw out when it's convenient, that's why I enjoy a lot of the discourse in the United States where it's like you'll reference things incorrectly mostly, but you'll reference them when they're convenient. You talk about your First Amendment rights being withheld where it's like, actually, that wasn't your First Amendment. I can block you off any social media I want if I own the social media. That isn't your First Amendment right being blocked. You don't have the right to any social media. I can cut you off Facebook. I can cut you off Twitter. I can cut you off Instagram. I can cut you off YouTube. You don't have to have an online presence at all. I can shut off your internet permanently. You don't have any internet. You don't have cell service. I can take it all away. None of your First Amendment rights were violated. Not a one. Because if the government takes it away from you, then your First Amendment right was violated for some of that stuff. But if it's yeah. a, a private company doing it, actually, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's a company yeah. denying you service because they can. And they can say, well, you violated our you violated our policy. So we cut you off. Deal with it. Yeah. But if you can't get that right, and that's the First Amendment, you can't get that one right. You can't figure that one out. So then what are my expectations on your ability to determine any of the other amendments or any of the other laws you have on the books? You don't know a damn thing of what you're doing because you can't even figure out the First Amendment, which should be the simplest one. It's not a very long amendment. You can read it. It's not very long. It's pretty explicit on what it is. Yeah. So that goes back to this thing as well. It's like, well, if you can't figure out something that simple and that subtle, then we've still got a problem here. Because regardless of the underlying circumstances, we still have. The point is, the guy should be able to go to court. And if it turns out they did something they shouldn't do, then they should go to jail, jail police officers or not. Yep. And the police union That's shouldn't be able to protect them. Because it's like, no, you did something wrong. You're, you have now, your police privileges have been revoked. You are now a citizen being tried for the identical thing. Now pr prove you're innocent. Yeah, right? If, if there was accountability. Yeah. Right? I, as, it's like you said, right? If, if this had been a th an issue where this had happened and the people were held accountable, mm -hmm. right? Then yeah, I don't, you're right. I don't think you see them protesting. Yeah. The, the athletes in this yeah. way, right? Because, because number one, they would have gone to jail. And number two, the family could have sued the, the police union and those guys for their lives. Like, yep, especially just, in the state. Yeah, own their lives. Basically everything. Because if that was allowed and they were able to be compensated in that way, then people still wouldn't be happy. But at the same time, they'd be like, okay, this is being applied consistently. If you do something wrong, there's a consequence. No, that means... Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and and, and there's, I've also seen this, this, this thread going around where it's people talking about well, you know, why are you protesting this when you didn't protest, you know, the death of this kid? And it's like, well, first of all, this isn't about one person, the protesting. 
And and second of all, in the instance you're referring to in this other case, you know, the person was caught, the person was arrested, and you know, they'll, they'll go through trial and, and we'll go from there, right? But mm-hmm. in that case, the system is working the way it's supposed to. In this case, right, where the, that's causing people to protest, the system is not working in the way it's supposed to, mm-hmm. right? If they're, again, accountability, right? Yeah. And I think that's the main thing that would it satisfy them? No, but it would be a lot easier for them to be able to be like, look, things are at least working the way they're supposed to work to a certain degree. If it's being applied consistently, if everyone is being held to the same standard across the board, you have the same rights to be able to, you know, sue them or whatever, or they go to jail the way that everybody else would, then fine. Then let's see what happens. Let it play out. Yeah. Now I have another question for you on this topic because yeah, no. I, I was curious about this and I've been thinking about this and I, I have a feeling, I, I think I know what you're going to say, but I, I, I want to put it out there for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world. What, okay. What, what do you think would actually happen if mm-hmm. the players had said, look, this is the issue or, you know, some of the issues, mm-hmm. um, none of us are going to play again until you fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, would, would it ever get fixed? Would we ever see sports again? Would, um, would that actually matter? Well, here's the thing. If the players... So let, let's play out your scenario for a second. Let's play it out. So the players say, we're not going to play again until you fix it. What does if you fix it mean? Well, fair enough. But yeah. Like you have I to mean, define what that is because what's the bar that we're shooting for here? Well, I think that, I think the bar really is, the issue is uh, systemic racism in policing. Cool. Okay, great. Never again. Right? Like... Yeah, I, I, I had um, I, I laugh. I, I don't use Facebook much anymore because, frankly, it's a cesspool. That's why it, the it, same it reason. I, yeah, that I don't. The same bad. reason I use Twitter. It's a cesspool. It's a waste of my time. The only it social media I really like. It, sorry, I said it is. Twitter, especially, can be entertaining at times. Sure, but I, I don't. I, I like Instagram. It's simple. You take a picture, put the thing on there, and then if somebody wants to comment, they can. If I don't want to pay attention to it, I can ignore it. Um, it's really great for that. But the thing is that um, I generally ignore it, and I have, for the most part, my my friends list on Facebook is pretty is has been called over the years. I've done plenty of purges to get rid of the riffraff. Um, but at this stage, I'll get. I have one. I have one friend on there who is very virtuous in the sense that he gets he gets uh, riled up about everything, and and he's a smart guy. But I but I but I die of laughter. And the thing is, I never comment because, frankly, I don't care that much. Uh, as you can attest, I just don't care that much. But um, this past time, I was dying a slow death of laughter because he was getting uh, he was he was talking about the NBA thing, and um, he was talking about sorry, and he was he was trying to draw a parallel to the Colin Kaepernick, the original Colin Kaepernick protests in the NFL, and he was saying you know Colin Kaepernick should get an apology, Colin Kaepernick should get you know compensation, he should get a and he should get a contract, period. And I'm sitting there like, all right, I'm gonna have some fun now. It's like I always ignore this. I literally ignore it 99.9999999 times out of a hundred. But I'm like, all right, dude, you're gonna learn today. <laughs> it's like, and he's indeed, like I said, he's a smart guy. But here's okay. the thing: it's like, I don't care, dude. I- I'm Carlos. Uh, so here's what I'm gonna do: you're gonna learn today. So basically, I'm like, okay, apology, certainly, of course. I believe there was collusion from the NFL owners. I think that's a hundred. I believe that to be true. And in, and as such, should he get compensated? Yes. Should he get uh, an apology? I think that's more than reasonable um, because he wasn't allowed to do his job where he was certainly qualified to do the job. 
but uh, should he get a guaranteed contract? I'm like, nope. Now him and a lot of a lot of his friends in the echo chamber were like, we like, why well, shouldn't he get a contract? He deserves a contract. He doesn't deserve crap. No, I, I, would, to- I would agree with you on that one, Carlos. Yeah, no, it's like he doesn't deserve crap. Should he get an apology? Yes, because they did screw him over on that. Should yeah, he I, get I, could, I would argue he deserves an apology. Correct. I, I that, but as I, I led with, I think he does deserve an apology. Yeah. I agree. But, do I believe but in deserves- terms of a contract and a guaranteed no. playing time or anything like no. that? No. no, no, because and this was the point that I was trying to make, especially here. now. Yeah, yeah, but but my point was, I was like, should he get some compensation for lost wages? Because under normal circumstances, we know the NFL, the quarterback situation in the NFL is dire outside of the top guys. Could he have gotten a job on a team and made some money? Yes, absolutely, totally. The state of quarterbacking the last several years, he totally would have had a job, at least as a backup, or even a sure. third stringer making sure. a couple million dollars a year holding a clipboard. I promise you, he could have. You know, I, I've seen some of the, the sorry state of, uh, you know, backup quarterbacks in Green Bay. I promise you that man could have gotten the job. Okay? Yeah. Friggin' Scott Tolzian threw, threw a pass for the Green Bay Packers. Trust me, Colin Kaepernick certainly could have thrown a pass. So I'm not concerned about that. So like I said, from that perspective, compensation for the time lost? Yes. Does he deserve a contract? Hell no. If a team looks at him, and by the way, a team can make an evaluation and say, is he good enough to play for us? Yes. Am I willing to put up with the pain in the ass that's going to be answering questions about his protest? No. Is he so good that it makes up for the fact that it's going to be a pain in the ass? No, actually, it's not. So no contract for you. Yeah, right. And I think I think that's the key in, in anything where you're you're determining that it's going to be inconvenient for the team, right? Mm-hmm. Does the play on the field compensate for that? Right. And a lot of the times in different situations, the answer is yes, depending on obviously the degree of pain in the ass it is for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My point was I wore them down a little bit because I kept reminding them. It's like I, because they're used to arguing with people who make like a ridiculous statement and then can't back it up. And I was like, no, the problem is you're facing Carlos on this. So what's yeah, going to happen is I think that's the problem that's lost in a lot of, of you know, quote unquote, civil debate or civil society. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's things like that. Right. One, there's no nuance. And two, it's just people spouting off when they mm-hmm. don't necessarily really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because my resort was I was like, I'm not giving Colin Kaepernick crap. I'm giving him. Lost wages because he would have been working. I believe there to be collusion in this situation. And in the end, they settled it. But they probably could have gotten more. But the reality is they they probably should have gotten more because I believe there to be a legitimate collusion case. The crime here was that they colluded to not allow him to try out for a job the way he would have normally been allowed to. And his abilities at the time that that he left for the protest were such that he would have gotten a job in the NFL. We already know, like, at that time, we know now these now four years on, would he still be good enough for it? Probably to be honest, probably, but would he be so good that if I'm a team, it's worth me to deal in the pain in the ass? Actually, no, it's not. I don't need yeah. him that badly. And the NFL has gone without him the last four years. So like, clearly he wasn't, he didn't move the needle. Right. Ratings didn't drop because he wasn't there. You know, the world didn't end because he wasn't there. If Colin Kaepernick never takes another snap in the NFL, does the world end? It does not. But again, should he have been compensated for the time he lost where he could have had a job? Great. Yes. Should mm-hmm. they have apologized for messing with him and messing with his livelihood during that period of time? Yes. And I think those two things are reasonable. The third one, you're just being ridiculous. Yeah. I feel, I agree with you. I mean, I, I basically agree with you hundred percent on this, Carlos. Yeah. So that's why I said that I was like, guys, I'm giving you the first two without any, without any opposition, because I happen to agree with the general premise of the first two, because I believe that he is indeed entitled to those two things. But a, a contract in the NFL where contracts are not guaranteed? No, you're not entitled to crap at that point. 
You are not. Yeah. This Go find fair. another job. Go find another job. He's got plenty of opportunities, I'm sure, at this point. He could do a lot of different things. He did get some money for his, uh, for his com as compensation for his thing. He should have probably pushed for more, to be honest with you. However, find something else to do. Yeah. Because at this stage, at this stage, you're probably doing better being a civil rights activist. Just do that. <laughs> you know, you're doing well at that one. Go for yeah. it. That's the thing. Like, I think that ship has sailed. I, I, I'm not completely convinced that he's that sincere and wanting to play again. If he is that sincere and wanting to play again, well, that's going to be a tough thing because there's nothing to force an owner to bring you on. Like, why? What for? Again, you don't move the needle enough to, unless you can guarantee me a Super Bowl or something. Like, what, what am I bringing you in for? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I can actually bring that back around to the NBA thing a little bit because the protest part of it is interesting because obviously the subtext and the thing that LeBron made reference to and all that is that they want the owners to use uh, the league and the owners to use their clout. And I think the NBA is exceedingly been good. Like for under Adam Silver's leadership has been exceedingly good at helping the players and placating them and making them happy and doing as much as is physically possible to bend themselves into a pretzel to make these players as happy as possible. No, to the best of Adam Silver's ability. But um, I don't, I understand why the players did this, but then the same friend also tried to argue about the NBA piece. And I told him flat out, I was like, dude, it's not going to make any difference. The owners that have the clout who can talk to politicians and actually be able to say something to them are not going to waste that clout on NBA players. I don't care whether you decide to boycott or not, but you know what I can do? I'll pay lip service to this. Oh yeah, sure. LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'll call Trump. Yeah. Hey, Hey Trump. How's it going? Uh, how's your golf game? Yeah, let's meet up for tea time later. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah, LeBron, I called him. Yeah, I told him uh, I told him your grievances. Uh, he said he'll look into it. We're done. Anything else I can do for you? Great. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're not going to force billionaires to do crap they don't want to do. I don't care. Like, offering, uh, threatening to withhold services is great and all, but then at a certain point, it's like, well, you're the one who's going to be out the money. Mm -hmm. So it's, and by the way, how do you know that we didn't have an in-depth heart-to-heart conversation? I tried to move him, but he was really stubborn, LeBron. He was just so stubborn. He didn't want to listen. But I tried, man. I tried. You know? Now get back to playing basketball, please. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like, I'm really not convinced it's going to make any difference, but it makes him feel better. So all good. Great. That was basically the way I concluded that conversation. I said, look, man, why don't we revisit this in five years when nothing has changed and you're still complaining about the same stuff? And he was like, sadly, yes. And I go, another win for Carlos. Never question me. You are Carlos after all. Listen, I bring the reality hammer. You may not like it, but I'm bringing the reality hammer. Like, I'm not here to tell you the way you want it. To. One of the things that I've told him a lot of times is that you keep arguing from an emotional perspective on the way you want things to be. And that's fine. That's great. That's great for you. But I'm here to tell you the way things are. Because most people are not moved by the same stuff you are, at least the people that matter. So you can yell over here in a corner as much as you want. Guess what? No one's listening. Or the people that are listening are your echo chamber, and they're going to be like, yeah, man, you're right. Cool. Go have yeah, them tell you're right. Get out of the echo chamber, and then let's see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's like, have them tell you're right as many times as you want. I'm Carlos. I enjoy being right. <laughs> I don't enjoy people telling me I'm right. I enjoy being right. Yeah. There's a difference. They're not the same thing. 
This is true, Carlos. Yep. So anyway, um, but that's really, you know, as, as pertains to the protest, that's really where I stand on. I don't mind the players doing it. It's awesome. They tried to do something. It really shouldn't have been their place to have to try. Like, this is something else that has come out that I agree with as well. I don't f- understand why it's LeBron James's responsibility to try to fix the ills of society. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like this is his job that he signed on for necessarily. And I don't know if he is, he's perfectly capable of trying but I don't know if he should be the guy leading that charge. Yeah. I mean, I think that was one of the things that came out of some of the meetings, right. Is that, um, that he came across as basically being more impo- or thinking that he's more important than the rest of the players in the league. Right. Well, he is more important than the rest of the players in the league. That, that part is, that part is facts. Well, okay. Fair enough. But I'm just no, saying but in right. that context, he is correct. Yes. In that context, he is correct. So, yeah, because the truth is, all the other players could decide to play, but if LeBron and, let's say, Kawhi Leonard decided to walk off the court, they're actually more relevant than the rest of the league combined. Yeah. No, fair. So I it, mean, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying, yeah. well, I think you also find that's why, at, initially, mm-hmm. both the Lakers and the Clippers were the only two teams that wanted to cancel the rest of the playoffs, right? That's part of it. And uh, one of the things that came out a little bit in the report, now the problem is we're all speculating on what, people were told about what the players said and everybody's guessing what they wanted or whatever. One of the likelihoods is, and it was a valid point made is that LeBron James is very cerebral. He takes a very tactical approach to stuff like that. He's not just going to go and act emotionally in a knee jerk reaction and just be like, yeah, let's walk off the court, you know, a couple of minutes beforehand and not tell anybody. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. That's not really his style. He would have been like, all right, guys, let's get together the night before let's tash out a plan okay, guys, we're going to have a press conference. A couple of us will be up here up front. You guys hang out with us, and we'll talk about what our terms are. Let's make sure we know what our terms are. What do you guys want? They would get together, come up with that discussion ahead of time, and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, guys, we're not playing today. We've all talked about it. We're not playing. And this is what we want. That would be the LeBron James style. So when the Milwaukee Bucks decided to take it upon themselves, it kind of forced everybody's hand, and certainly that would have pissed them off. Yeah, Because because from all all people talking about it they were talking with him chris paul and some other you know folks in the players association they were hashing out a plan yeah yeah the players and yeah so they were so they under normal circumstances they would have done a certain way and their hand was forced so then all of a sudden it was really sloppy because it's like okay you, you decided to walk off but now what because you didn't actually have a follow-up plan you just kind of did the thing and then didn't establish what you wanted in order to get you back on the court. Oh, yeah. So the owners are also sitting like, so what do you want? <laughs> and they're like, we don't know. Yeah. And the owners well, are like, what am I supposed to do with We that? want them to do more about social justice. Well, you know, what specifically is that? Was, that, that seems rather vague. More about social justice. Like, what? That's the thing. Like, if you're going to ask, if you're going to ask the owners for something, or you're going to demand they do something, Try to be specific. <laughs> you know, could you could you outline what it is that you would like them to do in theory? Yeah. Yeah, because it's here's the thing. Even if the owners are inclined to be like, all right, fine, sure. We'll, we'll like, what do you want? But then you're like, well, we don't know. Well, the exactly, owners are going to sit right? there and say like, so you did all this and you don't even have a plan? Like, you don't even know what you want to do? Yeah. Right? There's yeah. the issue right there. 
Yeah, and the thing is, at that point, I can't blame the owners for being frustrated about it too. And Adam, Adam Silver probably was like super frustrated. He's like, "Could you at least have talked to me? <laughs> Could you at least have you know loop me in on this?" Yeah, exactly. Because gonna- as you said, like I really feel that Adam Silver has been doing a good job in terms of listening to the voice of the players and allowing mm-hmm. the players' voice to come through. Yeah, even Kyrie, and he should hang up the phone on him at every opportunity. That's what I would do, no everybody matter what. Everybody should hang up the phone on Kyrie yeah, like, at every. Opportunity. His family should hang up the phone on him, like. You know, I don't care who it is. Just hang up on him. But like he he would listen theoretically even to Kyrie. And he's like, Adam, I want to tell you about the earth being flat. I'm going to I'm going to hang up now. <laughs> I'm just going to just going to put this phone down. Versus, why did you take the call in the first place? <laughs> Correct. Exactly. It's like, does call display not work around here? Do we not have call display? God damn it. Man, the guy said his name was Byrie. You had to know who it actually was. It's like such an obvious ploy. But no, in, uh, in all seriousness, the the fact that they didn't have a plan is part of the reason why I give almost no credence to this whole thing. It's like, I but I did enjoy that for like ESPN and TSN, they get now to have all this model. Oh, this is a historic moment. This is a big deal, and I'm like, it's not a big deal. It I is the smallest. It, felt like, small it deal. felt like a big deal. I'm not saying I'm not saying it is or isn't in the long run. I think there's still to be said. I've, I both for thought it was no deal when it was happening. I was like, oh. good for you guys. Off in the distance, I'm over here in the peanut gallery. Good for you guys. I bet you don't have a plan. I bet you just threw this crap together last minute and it's going to amount to nothing. Well, Can I take the under? I mean, you know, I think there's more awareness. There's a lot of things that are... are... You just said my favorite word in the world, Dave. Awareness? Awareness. Yes. I I love it because almost everything goes back to... But it raises awareness. We weren't aware that racism was a thing. Right, but I mean, that's part of the thing, right, is that, (laughs) look, you know, but let's just say, okay, you didn't know what the hell was going on, okay? So So you were living under a rock. Yes. Okay, great. But in terms of, you know, and I I don't actually know this statistic, but I mean, things seem to be like the big big thing in 2020, let's say, okay, I think this is a fair statement, Mm -hmm. was the the killing of George Floyd. Sure. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. And that started sort of the ball rolling on a, on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but, uh, you know, it's my question is how many unarmed black people have been killed by police since then? Right. The yeah. answer, the only thing I can tell you is more than one. Correct. Right. Yeah. You know, right. So in terms of like, have we, there's, you know, we're nowhere closer to having solved anything. Correct. So, you know what I mean? I would like it. I mean, this is the thing, you know, and it, it I would like to live in a world where that what ha- you know players not playing games as a form of protest matters and will lead to something. Right? Okay. Unfortunately, I'm not sure. I mean, I know I think you pretty much say we don't live in that world and we won't live in that world. You know, I would I like do, to I hope do have a that timeline, the jury's still out on that, feel, but if it makes you feel better though, I do have a timeline for when these things may get resolved. Uh okay. Please tell I have me. a timeline for you. Is it never? So, is that no, a no, 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 it will. No, there's definitely a timeline for resolution on this. Definitely a timeline. Okay. Um, scientists best guess scientists figure in the next 600,000 years, the earth will heat up enough that it will kill off plant life, therefore killing off effectively all mammal life on the planet, at which point it will be resolved. Okay. I can comfortably say within the next 600,000 years. Now, if for some reason humans somehow manage to survive past the point of the death of plant life, within about the next two or three billion years, the planet will become a red giant, engulf and completely scorch the earth, and eventually engulf it in flame. At which point I'm confident that it will be resolved. All right. Okay. Uh, So I got a timeline for you guys. 
Yes, but the, the unfortunate part of that is that will be, I mean, and part of this is good, I guess, since I don't want to be around when that shit happens, but that will, none of that will happen in our lifetime. No, no, absolutely not. But I can promise you, and you can, t and you can hold me to this, everybody, within the next three to four billion years, this will be completely resolved to everyone's satisfaction. Guaranteed. <sighs> yeah. Until then, absolutely not. No. <laughs> you know, but I guess I said, like, unfortunately, we don't live in that. Like, I would like to think this really matters and, and something's mm -hmm. going to change from it, right? Sure. You know, like, was it a big deal that because that's never happened before? Okay, yeah. But wait, until players, I, player, you know wait, I, players, players walking off the court to protest a race related thing? In terms of them not playing games at all and that in that many sports, yes. Well, in that many sports, I suppose. But like, Bill Russell did that in the 50s. Did, yeah, but did the the whole Celtics team walk off with him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I yeah. did not know that. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, but. we've been down this road before. Like, okay. okay, but but you know what I mean. Like, sure. in, I multiple just, sports. I would like it right. to come to something. I just unfortunately do not hold out hope that it actually will. But that, but the thing is, like, and that's fair. I get it. But, so, but the thing is, like, the other sports part is also played up a little bit much because, like, the NHL is literally like, we're like 95 percent white guys. What do you want us to do about this? Well, and like, also it would the all every other league. Well, that was playing. Like to be fair, right? Yeah. So obviously the NFL wasn't playing, mm -hmm, correct? But, but all the other, so it's like you know what I mean. But you know, so all the NBA did it. But they protested practices, Dave. They skipped practices oh, wow. after a preseason that's already been canceled. They've skipped practices though, Dave. That'll show them. You know, but but the but the MLS that some games got canceled, some didn't. MLB some played that night, some didn't. The you CFL know, skipped all its games. The, <laughs> a couple of days later, the NHL is like, oh, wait, maybe we should do something too. Okay, we're going to cancel games for the next two days because solidarity, right? It always feels like no matter what happens, the NHL is always like, you know, they're always like, well, hey, the, hey the oh, NHL. oh, guys, don't forget about me. No, but the no, the, because the NHL, like, <laughs> the NHL is so easy to make fun of on this. <laughs> It's so okay. true, though. On, on it, so it, many, it, but the problem is, not maybe not the problem. It's it's not just that you can make fun of them. It's that yeah. you can make fun of them on so many different levels. Correct. Yes. But the thing is, like, it also, like, I, I don't know, man. I, I agree. I, I think uh, I want to make sure I'm not misconstrued here. I'm not making light of the issue. The issue is a legitimate issue. But like I said, I'm being realistic about it in the sense that I don't see the path to actually resolving it in, to the satisfaction of people, where they'll actually see a tangible change within a reasonable period of time. Let's say a generation, 20, 30 years. I don't see a path to resolving that. Well, by that point, you know, Dave and myself will be closing in on our 70s. So I don't even see a good path to great progress by then. So we'll be dead. And then maybe you'll be like 5% of the way there. So that's why I say like, I, I don't foresee it working the way they're hoping it will work. And I don't see this as being the impetus to get that done much faster. And for the NHL's perspective, like in all seriousness, jokes aside, the NHL's perspective, they're looking at it from their perspective. Like, well, number one, what do you want us to do about it? We got like three black guys in this league. Like what kind of message are we sending? It's like, we support our three black guys. Well, I think that's, that's a message they should be sending. Cool. We support our three black guys. Says the league that says the least about any social issues ever. Well, this is also true. Yeah, right? we, we were joking about it before I started recording. And let's let's all go live to Sidney Crosby's thoughts on this. Hold on. I'm going to patch in the audio. 
that was the audio. You heard it. So, Carlos, this is some stats for you that rather the how these are uh, accurate, these are I can't tell you, but okay. 97% of the NHL is white. 3% is made up of different ethnicities. Of the 3% remaining, 26 are black. That's actually impressive. That's not bad. That's actually a lot more than I thought. So that is go. 23 more than I thought. That's that's also also more than I thought too. Yeah. So that average is still to less than one per, one player per team. Correct. So it's like, okay, great. We support you. Can we cross check you now and knock your teeth out? Cool, man. Solidarity. Oh boy. This is the NHL, man. What do you want? <laughs> like, well, but yeah, right. It would be a little bit different if the NHL had a reputation for standing up for these kind of issues. You know, yeah, I was going to say, like, on a related note, now uh, our special announcer, we hired one. So everyone, production values, our special announcer is going to now outline verbally for everybody all the social issues the NHL has taken the lead on. Hold on, Dave. I'm going to patch in the audio. Okay. Yep, that's it. That's the list. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, and here's the other thing. Any of what's going on in terms of what sports leagues are doing, mm-hmm. where has the NHL taken the lead on any of that? That's but that's my point. Yeah, exactly right. And and I mean, if 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 the NBA wasn't doing stuff, if MLB wasn't doing stuff, you know, if MLS wasn't doing stuff, would the NHL be doing anything? Yeah, I think also you have to remember the NHL is the fourth biggest league at best, depending on who you ask. The fourth biggest league, uh, unless the Tiddlywinks, you know, league takes over, or maybe an esport, hey man, or maybe it could happen, or it maybe poker, happen. or maybe poker gets hot again. That that could be a thing. Um, but like the NHL, like again, I joke about the Sidney Crosby thing. It's not because I'm knocking Sidney Crosby. It's just that Sidney Crosby says nothing about nothing. We're not just even talking about socialism. Talk- he says nothing in interviews about hockey. So it's like the guy has nothing to say about anything, which I don't blame him for. That's kind of been his MO his entire career because what's he going to say? Well, to be he- fair, most hockey players are like that too. Right? Correct. Yeah. Connor, Connor McDavid may be the biggest star in hockey today, maybe outside of an Ovechkin or something like that. So l- let's, Let's consider that. So let's say Connor McDavid decides to go to, you know, bang, bang his fist on the desk and start protesting. A lot of people would be like, who's Connor McDavid? Mm-hmm. Because Le- LeBron James speaks, at least it carries some weight because at least he, he is globally. The NBA is a bigger global brand. Absolutely. So it has some resonance. Um, one of the guys that was key to kind of resolving this issue with the NBA was Bobcats owner, are they still the Bobcats? Uh, no, they're the Hornets again, man. Okay, the Hornets owner, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the only other guy who can like see at LeBron's level and be able to know what it's like to be a global icon. Where if Michael Jordan decided to address everybody, it would be like Oprah addressing everybody in the community with the amount of power that they can withhold and influence. Yeah. So, but that's like it. Like it's a short list. And mo- yeah, and like nobody in hockey qualifies. There isn't a single person. There isn't an owner in hockey that qualifies. Gary Bettman doesn't have that kind of stroke. Gary Bettman could demand that the White House take an audience with him and they can ignore him. Yeah, totally true. He's not that important. I'm sorry. Nobody in the NHL is that important. So they could protest for the rest of time and no one would notice. Like I said, the CFL has been protesting this entire season and no one's (laughs) noticed yet. It's weird. They're getting no respect, Dave. I am hurt by this. I'm sure you are, Carlos. They have sure skipped every single game, Dave. Every single one. And not one person has noticed. They're not even having a great cup this year, and no one seems to care. 
Yeah, I don't know. What am I going to do for my great cup party, man? Oh, wait, it's probably not going to happen because of COVID anyway. So, hey, maybe it's okay that they get I would tell I would tell you to simulate it in the CFL video game. Oh, they don't have one. <laughs> they did. The one time years and years and years and years and years ago that I went to the CFL Hall of Fame, there was a computer game that you could buy. On you know, your old CD-ROM, here you go. There was a, a CFL game. So we could have done we could have done that. We could have simulated the great cup. And then um, somehow in the simulation, the Tiger Cats still lose. Yeah, like, exactly. Even in the simulation. <laughs> it's like, okay, we'll run it again. I'm sure they'll win eventually. 5,000 simulations later. They've lost 5,000 straight times. We started making up other teams. We made up a team completely comprised of make a creative player Ogs, and they still beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats. What the hell? I love it. I love it. I don't even know at that point, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, what happened? Emerson Ogilvy kicked the game-winning field goal. What? Beauty. There you go. There's a callback for everybody. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's I, I understand why they would get, uh, one of the podcasts I listen to is the Steve Dangle podcast. And those guys are very, um, we'll say enthusiastic about social justice issues, which I don't have a problem with. I don't care. Fine, whatever. But they get really amped up about the NHL not being like a leader in this. And I'm like, the NHL doesn't matter. Like, it's true, right? No. I mean, you know what? If you if you it's hard to use your voice when you don't have a voice to begin with. Yeah, like if you did use your voice, the everybody else at the table would be like, "Would you shut up, NHL? We're the adults are talking here." You know, could you could you do some things in Canada? Maybe, sure, sure. potentially, but yeah. uh, not in the United States. Yeah, well, in fairness, like like I said, the NHL is an institution in the sense that it's important to a lot of Canadians. But if they started speaking of social issues, you know, they would get applause and it would be similar to the echo chamber that I talked about with my buddy that I referenced. They mean well. They'll have people applauding them and be like, well, so are we going to do anything about what the NHL said? Well, no, nobody listens to the NHL. Not yeah. even in Canada. Why would they listen to them? Like, who cares about what they say? Okay, you guys got an opinion. Cool, good for you. There's no stroke. That's the thing. It's like, uh, go back to playing hockey, please. And on that, people, the Dallas Stars. Hey, man, what are you gonna? They're still in the playoffs. I know. So they're still around. That's about as much as I could say for this team. I'll take it. Hey, man, you might. Be, who knows? You could ride that all the way to the end. Uh, somehow they won the Stanley Cup. I'm not sure how, but they did. I just need Jamie, Jamie Ben. ben? I need Jamie Ben with a con I, I I'm gonna. I would keep most of my collection, but it's like there's a couple pieces. Like, okay, this is my last shot to sell this thing. <laughs> do it for me, Jamie Ben. <laughs> I got to try to get some of my money back. You know what? I need to go buy some more pool holes. Can you can you win the consmite so I can trade some of this in and get some pool holes? While I'm at it, can I get Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to hit some home runs? I might want to sell some of those too. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. You know what? While he's on the subject, could, could he also get on a treadmill and on a diet plan? Yeah, I think you're going to be waiting a while for that. Maybe he should do a hunger strike for the protest. Couldn't hurt. Yeah, it's true. At least for a little while. Oh, my God. The sad part is he was actually in decent shape going into spring training and then decided to eat through the quarantine. Well, there you go. I don't know, man. I don't know. But, yeah, no, that's fair enough. I think uh, I think we've covered the majority of, uh, of, oh, the, of the... Absolutely. I yeah, think. I, yeah, I think we've said what we can, you know, using our voices that are stronger than the NHLs. So true. <laughs> it's like I, I'm willing to say that. It's like, guys, on the record, our voices are stronger than the NHL's. Oh, like, NHL. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That sounds good. Um, outside of that, I'm trying to think if there's anything else like of interest right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, other than, you know, where people I'm good. Like, I, I think we've, that's a good discussion where we actually, you know, took something seriously and, and, and gave some good points. And I gave you guys a timeline for the resolution for racial inequality. Yeah. You know. And by the way, you can all hold me to it. I, I, after- I don't think anyone's going to come back on you and be like, Carlos, you're, I mean, if you're wrong, you know, then it's going to get done sooner. I don't think anyone's going to complain about that. So I, I think you're in a win-win situation, Carlos. That's the kind of situation I like, Dave. That's the kind of situation that I like. And that's why I'm Carlos. It's also kind of like having all those one soda rookie cards, you know, eventually it's a win-win for Carlos. Well, fairness, it's already gone up since I've had them. Like it's been, like I said, um, I, let me, let me finish off with this. My right. general theory on the, my general theory on these things is always very simple. You want to have a guy who you think potential, potential, potential. You want to have one because, mm-hmm. because that's fun. It's fun to root for the potential. Uh, you don't want to kill yourself with it. The the Pujols stuff is like, we've established what Pujols is. He could retire right now, and we know what he is. Mm-hmm. He's going to the Hall of Fame. He's an all-time great at his peak. Because what's going to happen is as soon as he retires, it'll be an opportunity for everybody to look back and go, wait a minute, that guy was really, really good. Yep. And the, all the highlights will be played. They'll see the image of him hitting a home run in the um, in the National League Championship Series and Brad Lidge's soul leaving his body. Because he might have hit it five thousand feet, <laughs> just leaving his body. That'll be a highlight that'll get played. I promise you it will. But um, you'll get a chance to see all those things. Like, holy crap, he was so good for so long. And then they'll be like, "Hey, and let's not discuss the Angels' years. Let's just let's just forget that ever happened." Yep. Moving on. But it's it's one of those things that happens. It, it's it's not dissimilar to what happened with Ken Griffey Jr. Like when you think of Ken Griffey Jr., you think of the Seattle years. You Absolutely. kind of forget. Yeah, you kind of forget that in Cincinnati, it just didn't work out. Well, yeah, unfortunately. And injuries had a lot to do with that as well. Yeah, and a little bit with Pujols as well. It's one of those things. Age and injuries started breaking down. Like, he was never um, he was never a small guy. So as injuries started to pile up, it started to get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. one of those things. But uh, we'll get more appreciation. What I'm basically counting on is that we will appreciate greater he, the success of his career after mm-hmm. it's over and we have a chance to look at it in hindsight and look at it as a whole. Well, yeah, we won't, absolutely. We, we won't think about what he is right now. We'll actually look at the whole picture and be like, no, that was really good. That was really good. Absolutely. We will. Absolutely. And then the, so that's part of the thought process behind that. The other thought process behind it is also that I want to have some copies for my collection because if I'm right and his stuff becomes really expensive, I don't want to buy it in five years when it's really expensive. Yeah, of course you don't. Yeah, it's like, I'd rather buy it now, maybe have a couple extra copies just in case, and then be like, all right, cool, we're good. So that's kind of the thought process. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing is uh, you can all look forward to next episode. If we don't have a good topic, I'm going to go into a lovely breakdown of war. And the question is, what's it good for? Absolutely nothing. It's funny how that song has absolutely nothing to do with the statistic you're talking about, but it's still very apt. And yet... Exactly. And yet uh, we talked about it a little bit before we start recording and I'm not going to regale everybody with it right now. I want to save it for the next episode. We'll do it for the next episode. But like I went and looked at it. I'm like, I don't I genuinely don't understand what this stat is supposed to mean. I I, I, I actually did napkin math on scenarios. I'm like, I don't understand what this stupid. Yes. Stat is. Napkin math. I did. Dude, I did it. That's not a joke. Like on here. Yeah. Like this bottom section here is me playing around with the numbers. 
And I found different scenarios where you could have a you could have a worse season and somehow have a better war. That doesn't make Which, any sense. But it's totally possible. But war. Mike tried everybody. I don't I don't know. Whatever. I don't either. Whatever. Yeah. And Bill James is on my side, by the way. I found an article where he was railing against war. Nice. And I was like, yes, Bill James. And he's the one who led the statistical revolution. Please send me the link, Carlos. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. But uh, yeah, no, he had some issues. He had some specific issues in the methodology, the way it was being calculated. And he thought that it didn't account for some things. So he had a couple arguments against it. So I was like, yes, Bill James. Vindication, Dave. Vindication. I like it. I like it. Good stuff. So I think that's it for us. We had a good discussion. Whether you agree with us or don't agree with us, at least understand that we at least gave it some thought. I, I, I bring some levity to it. But at the same time, there is a lot of reality in the way I present it. I am trying to present it in a realistic manner. I'm not trying to fill your lives with you know sunshine and rainbows where it doesn't need to be or where it doesn't seem to apply. At the end of the day, we would like these issues to be resolved. I just don't see that the actions today are necessarily the path forward that are going to get it done. I don't know what the, the, the actions that will get the path forward are, but I feel they're going to have to be a lot more dramatic than players walking out of a game. I don't think that's going to be the impetus to get the change that you're looking for, because if that's what you're looking for, I don't think these are the droids you're looking for. You're going to have to find some other ones. That's all I'm saying. That's my yeah, overarching no, theme on that. I think, and which I feel, regardless of whether you agree with that or not, I feel that's a fair point and presented in a way that makes sense and gives people something to think about. Yeah. And then, like I said, if, even if you don't agree with me, at least think about what I said and then decide whether you agree with it or not. And if you still don't agree with it, cool. Uh, I don't yeah. actually care. But bef but before you start yelling at us on social media, yeah. think about it first. Yeah, I was going to give it some thought and then and then decide. And don't go to the echo chamber. They're stupid. They know nothing. Yeah. Everybody's echo chamber. Yeah, all of you. I, I can see you. They're stupid. They know nothing. Don't listen to them. Anyway, so I think that'll be it for us. Uh, you can check out the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. I, I was very tardy about getting the last episode in. I'm going to work on that. But the thing is, honestly, now that we've got the video component, I actually think you'd be better served going to the YouTube channel. I'll be completely honest with you. Because if we do show something on the screen, um, I may have to get Dave to do descriptive audio on this. Like, I, I don't know how to know this is going to work because you're not going to be able to get the full context. You won't be able to get my obscene gestures that I gave to Dave during the podcast. Like, there's a lot to it that you're missing <laughs> out by not seeing the video. You know? That's a fair point. Yep. So it's Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast in YouTube. You, you're more than welcome to subscribe. And that's a great spot to leave comments. You know, if you want to tell me I'm wrong, you certainly can. If I don't like your comment, I'll delete it. Because First Amendment, bitches. Ah! Carlos, do you realize we're uh, in Canada and we don't have First Amendment, right? It actually makes it work better for me. <laughs> I promise you someone in Canada will be like, my First Amendment's been violated. Oh, Wait. no, it hasn't, child. Oh, poor, my poor deluded child. <laughs> Especially for you. No, it has not. My right to free speech. You don't actually have a right to free speech. Uh, that's not what it's called in Canada. Yeah. You know, Yeah. either. So keep that in mind, too. It's okay, though. If you do, if you are in Canada and would like to advocate that I have somehow violated your right to free speech, if I do delete a comment from you, then... You can certainly send your personal representative, Sidney Crosby, to argue your case. Please do. Please do. Yeah, and, and we'll have him on the podcast, much like we did today, to explain your position. Fantastic. That is a, prom that is a promise for me. Bring it on, right? 
Absolutely. No question. All right. So for myself and Dave, thank you for listening. If you made it to the end of this stupidity, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast.